0: Hello friends, Austin here. As some of you know, we launched an Indiegogo campaign for my next short film, Spider. It's a fun little creature feature, and I couldn't be more excited. I am the writer-director on this, dipping into my own arachnophobia for it, and I got a great team joining me. It stars Spencer Madison, who's been killing it in the indie horror world with films like Wolf Hollow, Phantom Fun World, and The Demons Within. The spider effects are being built and puppeted by B-movie horror props. And guys, they seriously look so cool. Like, uh, Amazing singer-songwriter and friend of the podcast, Josie Palmer, is writing the music. Guys, I'm so excited for this short. And you can help. We still have 10 days left as of the publishing of this episode. So please, check out the Indiegogo page. Contribute if you can. And most importantly, share it. Share it with everyone you know all your spooky loving people who just want to see creepy little monster movies it would mean the world to me i want to take the time to shout out everyone who's contributed to this campaign uh in its third week so thank you so much to kathleen simlar ryan taylor emily rogers and peter ritchie stacy raid meg bauer joseph Bukowski, and mickey ishikawa Thank you all so much for contributing to my creepy crawly nightmare. Now, it's time to talk about The Blob. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape
1: the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger potion. Be my victim.
0: Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by horror podcaster. You know him as the co-host on the Scream Kings podcast, as well as the People Under the Scares podcast. Please welcome my friend, Michael Anthony.
1: Hello, everybody. And hello, Austin. And I would like to use my nickname as well now, 80s
0: Horror Ho is my nickname (laughs) (laughs) that I will be going by you guys got that this is (laughs) 80s horror ho
1: (laughs) i love that yes i'm obsessed with 80s movies it's kind of ridiculous but um that's why i chose this movie i was excited i'm excited that you didn't see it and i'm excited to know what you think
0: and i'm super excited as well because i literally just finished watching it like a half hour (laughs) a half hour ago i was really cutting it close with this one but your boy got it done we're talking about the indestructible creature bloated with the blood of its victims the blob Yes, and i did not make that up i googled the blob tagline and that's what came up and i said this is fucking metal as hell I love it, and it was from the '58 version.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. I, okay, I was not expecting that. I definitely thought it was the '80s version. You would got wow.
0: That is, is like my favorite tagline now.
1: <laughs> it's funny because that blob—it looked delicious, first of all, in the original movie. It looked kind of like a fruit roll-up. <laughs> so I, it's amazing that they used that tagline. But
0: okay. I did watch both the '58 version. And the 88 version, which I kind of dig that 30-year gap. Yeah. And also, what the hell were we doing in 2018?
1: Oh, okay. So, because I was excited about this, but we haven't heard anything. So they were in the talks of doing another one. Yes. But So firstly, Rob Zombie was saying how he wanted to do his version of it, which I wanted to see. It sounds crazy, right? Rob Zombie in the blob. But- he wanted to not only make it like this large mass, but also the people who were consumed by it become possessed and sort of like these like zombified people, which I like this, the idea of. And it's a little different. Uh, that obviously did not happen. Um, <laughs> and then I know with the other one, I think Samuel Jackson was supposed to be a part of it. And it was supposed to be coming from within the Earth versus coming from, you know, another mm, planet or so like- being an experiment.
0: So like Spielberg's War of the Worlds, where they came yes. from. Yes. Okay.
1: But I haven't heard anything since then, so who knows what's going on at this point.
0: Well, this this podcast is a is a um Rob Zombie safe place. We love Rob Zombie <laughs> okay. in this house. That is an interesting an interesting matchup, I I'd have to say. Because while I do really enjoy Rob Zombie films, I have disagreements Mm-hmm. With his Halloween films,
1: um mm, okay, okay,
0: but just because I disagree doesn't mean I don't love the man
1: right. <laughs> I, for example, I don't like how big Michael Myers is in his movies. But mm. I was entertained I could still watch it,
0: yeah, they're they're not the worst Halloween movies by any means, but that's a whole different conversation. yeah <laughs> in an alternate world, we got that Rob Zombie blob movie, and I'm sure it was glorious.
1: Yes, with a '70s aesthetic, very um, raw, very just. Yeah, his the characters probably would have been like awful in like the best way possible. But I kind of want to see it. I want to see it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's interesting because no matter if people like the movie or not, you you would tell. You could tell Rob Zombie would have put his whole effort in. He, like he does yes. every one of his. That's why I like him. Because even if I don't like the movie, because his movies can be a lot sometimes. I yes. always am able to appreciate the effort and the artistry that not just he himself puts in, but his casting crews as well.
1: Right. I agree. I, I kind of like his, his style. I like it. So yeah. uh, I understand it can be a bit much at times, but you got to just kind of be in the
0: mood for certain things exactly exactly like i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm not in the mood to watch the devil's rejects (laughs) (laughs) but but sometimes i am (laughs) right devil's
1: rejects 31 like i'm willing to watch all these wild this wild shit it just depends
0: yeah exactly like sometimes i'm in the mood for like like something easy breezy like like poltergeist oh yeah that's definitely easy breezy it's a scary movie, but it is easy. It's like a roller coaster.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> An a love
0: one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Devil's Rejects. Mm, Maybe not so much. It's definitely not as breezy. <laughs> uh,
1: no, <laughs> absolutely not. You could not put Rob Zombie and Breezy in the same sentence.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Well, you're finally on the show. We've been friends for on uh, the Twitters for quite a bit now because of our mutual friend Bobby. People who listen to this show know Bobby very well.
1: (laughs) Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S. Yes. Yes. Hey, Bobby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got a shout out. Got a shout out. And we finally collaborated on your guys' podcast which at the time of this recording hasn't been released. But by the time this episode airs, it would have well been aired.
1: (laughs) Yes, it will be out and ready for consumption by the time this one comes out.
0: And uh, the great people at the People Under the Scares podcast brought your boy on to talk about Jurassic Park. They spared no expense on getting the very, um, I might be biased, but the very best guest possible to talk about Jurassic Park. <laughs> Seriously, no, there
1: was no other option we were going to ever go with. As soon as we say we're doing Jurassic Park we got to get Austin. That's it. There's there's <laughs> literally nobody else we're going to bring on for any Jurassic Park movies other than Austin. And I we're holding that. ourselves to that.
0: Just tell me when. Yes. <laughs> but I, I love that. <laughs> so to bring it to the origins of the 80s horror ho, when did you like realize, oh, I, I like this horror stuff. Like, when did you realize you were a fan?
1: Hmm. So definitely when I was a really young kid, you know, I was in a house full of like maybe seven people, TVs everywhere. So whatever people were watching, I just ended up having to watch it. So at some point it would be horror movies. I'd be terrified, but I still would enjoy it. And then I graduated to sneaking and watching the ones that wouldn't let me watch. So that was like (laughs) Scream. I think Freddy's Dead was another one. And then it just graduated got quote-unquote worse so once I would go to Blockbuster with them every week I'm scanning the shelves looking at the covers of the back then VHS tapes (laughs) and uh picking which one I wanted sometimes coercing my brother into also renting a horror movie for me that week and then I just I've been obsessed ever since I love that
0: do you remember the first horror movie that not truly scared you, but really ignited that passion for you? Child's play.
1: It was definitely child's play. My parents like to tell a story of me trying to get my aunt to watch it like i guess i was terrified to watch it by myself so i would try to get adults to watch it with me just so i could watch the movie (laughs) so my aunt jennifer yes i wouldn't force her to watch it and now i kind of make her watch michael myers because she's michael myers halloween because she's terrified (laughs) of michael myers the mask just freaks her out i get it
0: i am a fan of mikey my my but i think part of the reason why he he just keeps going on is that mask is creepy as fuck it is and to
1: look like Mariah Carey, it's insane how much it, he looks like Mariah Carey with the mask <laughs> on. It is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Except in um, ooh, which one was it? Part five or H two O? It's a really one of them. They show big, beautiful eyes, and I don't think we're supposed to see his eyes in the movie. I think it's H two O.
0: I think I know what you're talking. I thought it was Resurrection. <laughs>
1: we well, could see his, that
0: one too. Because well, I know I know five has a horrible mask. But that one looks like that one looks like less of like the big beautiful eyes, but more of like the Michael Myers version of like a Barbie who's been mistreated by a three year old who shouldn't be playing with Barbies yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I immediately thought of that movie was that small soldiers with the 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 demented toys and dolls (laughs) and they were tearing the little Barbies apart and making them soldiers.
0: <laughs> exactly yeah like that michael myers mask came straight out of sid's basement and toy story Oh yes. <laughs> yes and i feel like h2o michael myers generally looks good in it but there are parts where like the mask is like i think that's the one where it has like a cgi mask for no reason
1: oh mm. yeah i think I that's the
0: why, why that was the case when i rewatch my mikey my my movies I usually tend to go with the OG Halloween four and 2018 and kills. Okay. Cool. I like those ones the best. I Well, I like the, um, I like the third one too, but that one don't count. Yeah. That one's a different its own one. Thing. I do like it too.
1: So I also like the first one. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one love H2O because that to me is when Lori like became iconic on a whole other level. Yeah. I like 2018 and Kills as well. Now, and Bobby's gonna, because I was on his channel talking about this. I really, really love Curse of Michael Myers. The (laughs) one with Kara Strode. I really enjoy that movie. and I don't care what nobody says. (laughs) You know what? You have to
0: speak your truth.
1: Yes. And I think we got to see him do a little jog at one point towards the end of that movie (laughs) in little tunnels. So he's, he's a whole other beast in that one.
0: I don't remember too much from that one other than Paul Rudd is in it. Yep. And I'm pretty sure, spoiler alert, they kill off Jamie Lloyd in, like, the beginning. Yeah. It's not my least favorite, though. Hey, that's th- something. I'll take it. I will take it. I think for me, it's somewhere in the middle. Or mm. it might be lower middle, but <laughs> it's it's not bottom three. It's not bottom three. I think I have a clear bottom three, and it's not that. Okay. I like it yeah i just said don't watch that one as much i feel like i feel like whenever october comes around i like to put on that amc fear fest and just have it on i mm, okay. like a constant rotation so i don't have to pick horror movies i'll let the cable gods do it for me like back in the they day always, yes yeah and they always pick halloween four and halloween resurrection <laughs> and i'm usually very okay with one of those options <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's quite the double feature.
0: Um Oh my god. One time I was uh I think it was 2021. I was just chilling and Ghost Ship came on. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll watch it. You know, it's fine. And then like the next day, I'm like, I'm gonna go put it on, see what they have on. And it was Ghost Ship again. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm not watching this movie again. <laughs> I just saw you know, it yesterday.
1: <laughs> that's like uh on b e t it, it would be uh Baby boys the movie that would always be on every time you would turn it on. if it's not one of the like music video shows, yeah. it would be the movie baby boy. you'd see tyrese's head all in the screen for a good hour and a half two hours,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like uh exactly it's like uh i shouldn't have been surprised but at the same time i'm like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) although i do like i do like it because i feel like every october i'll just put on amc over the weekend i'll get ready to edit the podcast and all of a sudden i watch all of the final destination movies in a row (laughs) (laughs) It's happened to me a couple times. I feel like it happens once a year at this point.
1: <laughs> ah, Final Destination. I think there's a new one coming out for that too, isn't there?
0: Uh, I know there's one in the works, but i I don't trust the I don't trust the news until I see a trailer. I, I need okay. a poster. I need a poster on my phone and a trailer on my screen before I believe
1: it's coming out very smart I have been waiting for this Salem's a lot movie for I don't know how long Mm -hmm. now they keep talking about and it keeps getting pushed back so that's a okay rule of thumb if I don't see a trailer it's not happening
0: (laughs) exactly like they've been talking about making a new Indiana Jones movie for years and I've been waiting so like so long this episode is being recorded well before the new indie movie, but I know it's going to come out after the new indie movie. So if y'all listening and I'm still excited, this is some time traveling because people listening are going to know if I love or hate the movie and I have no clue. (laughs) I think I'm going to love it. I I love Indiana Jones, but at the same time, I'm like, well, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah, it'll be it. bad. I trust I and I've I've seen worse, not to name any names that right that start with a J and end with a Jurassic World Dominion.
1: <laughs> a particular movie with locusts and uh <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll I'll throw some shade at that movie, but then I'll also defend it because like people be like, That's the worst movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a bit much.
0: Yeah, like
1: one of that... my favorite movies is the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So <laughs> I gotta know. Oh, Troll Two, hands oh! down. <laughs> Troll Two actually is top five for me. It is so bad, but there's something really charming
0: about how bad it is,
1: and I can rewatch that movie and never get tired
0: of it. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I always think of Nilbog. That's goblin spelt backwards. It,
1: yes. Surprisingly, <laughs> I did not know that until that scene when I first saw the movie. <laughs>
0: well, I don't think I don't think anyone thinks of the word Nilbog unless they're watching that movie. So I think you're good. It's an original.
1: So, you know, hey, it, it's a trendsetting movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's
1: actually funny. Bobby was just making fun of this and that scene specifically (laughs) yesterday.
0: That's amazing. I also think it's the first time Troll 2 has been mentioned on this podcast. (gasps) Tragic. I need everyone to go out and watch Troll 2. It might be
1: on Tubi. I don't remember. Oh, Tubi. But it's like $15 or less on
0: Amazon, I believe. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I can't imagine it be too expensive, but it's worth it. It is worth it. And there's a
1: documentary that goes along with it. That's also a fun ride. I've seen that.
0: I've seen the doc Yeah, she's a, a lot. I feel a little bad because that documentary is actually good. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> so, is. So it's a little awkward when the documentary about the making of the movie is much better than the actual movie. <laughs> 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 They go hand in hand. They do make a great double feature. And I think um, everyone who is a part of Troll 2 is proud of it. And they should be. Because mm-hmm. they made a movie that people talk about to this day.
1: X, you know what? Give me a bad but entertaining movie. I will watch that over a good but boring one
0: mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. And it's like, it's so hard to make a movie. So that's not to say you people can't have negative opinions towards movies. I'm just saying, like, whether you think a movie's great or if it's trash... They made a movie like that's they an accomplishment.
1: It. Can you imagine how horrible a movie would be if someone just gave me funds to do that? <laughs> Awful. It may not make any sense. I would just be throwing random shit. I've always wanted to see in movies in this one little project. And then actually it might be so bad that it may be worse than Troll 2, but it'll be remembered.
0: And that's the important thing is it will go down in history.
1: <laughs> yes. No one remembers the mid movies. Uh, exactly. Half a century later, that's true. Oh my god, I said mid.
0: Oh my god, kill me now. (laughs) (laughs) You're one with the youth. (laughs) (laughs) Been drinking from the holy grail. (laughs) I can't, that's the first time I've ever done that. Oh, do do you watch TikTok a lot? Because I think that the Gen Z speak is rubbing off on you. I do watch TikTok a lot. No cap for realsies. I draw the line there. I draw the (laughs) line.
1: Okay. Ooh, I can't do that again. Okay.
0: Oh, my goodness. Sometimes I'll say, like, stuff, and then it'll become a part of my vocab. Like, I used to work at a retail store for a little bit. It was a nerd store. And for no reason, I uh, just started saying Upsetty Spaghetti. And it got to the point where everyone else would, like, say it. (laughs) <laughs> oh so you are powerful you can create words that spread but that's too much power and it's like i was so preoccupied with whether or not i could i didn't stop to think if i should
1: <laughs> it's too late <laughs> it's already here
0: <laughs> and I, and i'll just like say random shit on this podcast and all of a sudden it becomes like one of my like i guess catchphrases like I don't know how it happened, but I called Michael Myers, Mikey, my, my once. And now it's one of my things. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I
1: like it. It makes it, it makes it personal. I don't think anybody calls him that. So. I don't think so either. <laughs> they they might call him the Halloween ends. Michael Myers that I could see them calling him that. Mikey, oh, my, the my.
0: disappointing Mikey, my, my. I could see that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of crazy vernacular, an indestructible creature bloated with the blood of its victims. What a tagline. I guess we should start talking about the blob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first see the blob?
1: Ooh. so it was like you mentioned watching on TV. It's one of those movies that was always on TV and I just happened <laughs> to catch it. Even though back then, you know, it wasn't like you could rewind on television. So you would have to catch it at whatever point in the movie you caught it at. And that's just one of the ones I was constantly watching to the point where I knew what was being said. I knew what scene was happening. I think this movie might... This and Gremlins might have like made me really enjoy creature features more than other genres. So I'm a sci-fi horror. Like oh that's another nickname. Never mind. I was gonna say sci-fi horror hoe. I don't need to add another one. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. If kids die, I mean spoiler alert, kids can die in this. Uh it doesn't matter if you're like a good person or not, which is another thing I think I noticed. <laughs> about the original or just that time period in general it seems like if you're a really really nice person and you do good things
0: you, nothing bad will happen to you in this one it doesn't matter <laughs> you can, anybody yeah. can go and i first watched it today june 7th 2023 yes for people taking note and keeping score uh you can go back and double you you can check the receipts on my letterbox if you so <laughs> desire but uh I watched it for the first time today, and it was one of those things where well, I'm so mad at myself for not watching this sooner. I loved this. Yes. And yes. I, I'm i not afraid to give it the instant four star. Like, Agreed. Agreed. And you know what? With a couple more watches, it could, it could move up. Just like, it could move up for sure. But if you haven't watched The Blob, I highly recommend watching it. And we're mostly talking about the 80s version. The 50s version is fine. We'll we'll get into that a little bit, but we're really talking about the 80s version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it had a great cast. It did. I, you know, a pre, well,
1: not pre, a Shawnee Smith from like Saw. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, my God. What's his name? One of one of the Dylans.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> uh, I Dylan, think it was but, Kevin.
1: Yes. He's the one from Entourage, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty yes, sure. Him. There's a few people. The kid from Return of Living Dead 2 was in this, which I forgot he was a part of
0: that. Apparently, Mo- Bill Mosley was in this. Mm. I don't I, know who he was. I either. saw his name in the credits as like soldier number two. Oh, okay. I, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> but I saw Maybe that. I saw in it the in the sewers? credits. Yo, oh, he had to been in the sewers. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But. To your point of like you can be a good person and still get got. This movie had me like guess like it was not predictable at all. It sets up the characters in such a predictable fashion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you think you're gonna follow star quarterback throughout the oh, movie. Yeah, Yeah. And he gets got immediately. I love it. <laughs> take and him then out. take everybody out. And then like. And then you think the sheriff is going to lead the town to safety and save the diner girl. Cause they set up this really cute romance and you think he's going to save her. And she's in like, she's trapped in the telephone booth being almost getting blobbed by the blob. She's about to get blob and she's calling for help. And she's talking to the police dispatcher and she's like, where's the sheriff? He's on his way to the diner. And then he just like, It's plopped to get like he's being all blobbed and disintegrated. It's like, holy shit.
1: Yes. Was his eye moving? Like, was he
0: still alive at that point? I could have
1: sworn his eyeball moved like he saw her.
0: Well, that doesn't mean he was still alive. That could have been just death twitching. But he was being (laughs) blobbed and then she got blobbed. Uh, Yeah, it was it was brutal.
1: (laughs) I don't think there's a good way to get blobbed either. No, this is not a way I would choose to go. Maybe if I were, no, I feel like this would wake you up out of your sleep, even if you were sleeping.
0: Yeah, because it feels like it, at at least in this iteration of it, it feels like it's kind of ascetic. So it's like burning.
1: Burning, devouring, uh, disintegrating. It's not quick (laughs) because you're still like you're within it and you apparently can still see people and you're trying to reach out to them, which, yeah kind of selfish you want me to burn along with you like come on now you're already about to bow out just just go go out gracefully I don't want to be a part of this there's no need for the buddy system here no no (laughs) not at all oh my god my friend was saying how he thinks he would be able to get away from the blob and I was like it depends on the location it depends like where we're at like if I'm in a bedroom probably I won't get away from that depends on the size of it Right. It depends on many, many things. And this being like an isolated town, which nobody believed the main characters. So everybody just kind of stayed there until it was just too big to like quickly outrun.
0: And like, I could see myself being in the movie theater when the blob attacks the movie, which I like that because that happens in both the 58 and the 88 version. And it's actually pretty cool in the 58 version. Like the 58 has some, that's a two and a half star for me. (laughs) <laughs> but the theater, the theater scene in the 58 version was really cool. And and it was re- it was dope in the 88 version. But I can see myself in the movie theater when the blob, you know, starts blobbing. And at first I'll be OK because I like to sit in the direct center. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. in the back row. I like to be immersed by the surround like, sound and everything. Yeah, the surround sound and the surrounding audience. And then if you're all the way in the back, then you have to see everybody's phones. (laughs) And, like, it's annoying. Whereas in the middle, it, like, takes away half of it.
1: I never thought of it that way. But, that yes, that's true. See everyone coming in. I'm glad this guy got it. Maybe it was, well, no, it didn't work. I would say it's a warning for people who are constantly talking during movies. But I kind of wish that would happen.
0: Especially brand new releases. What is wrong Mm -hmm. with you? Please be quiet. And also, if you're going to, you know, go see a brand new movie, you're going to pay you really going to pay 12, 13 bucks to be on your phone the whole time. Like, I don't
1: get it. Oh, they are the worst because they are the ones who are like, it wasn't that good or it wasn't scary. And I'm like, you barely watched the screen.
0: Right. Right. You were on your phone watching TikToks. I have I know because I was behind you. I had to watch them, too.
1: (laughs) The, the The theater scene is one of my favorites in the whole movie. You have like the cheerleader sister who's here to save the save the cheerleader save the world. Oh my god! Okay, um, <laughs> heroes. She's here to save the day. She's here to save her brother or and try to save his friend. Um, rest in peace. Mm, that was <laughs> it. Was a very tense moment. And as a kid, I'm like not used to seeing kids like die on camera, especially so grotesquely. Right. And it wasn't even just he died. He reached back out for her help and <laughs> she couldn't help him. And it's like, well, you know, I loved it. And I love <laughs> and that sounds horrible. But I do like when they <laughs> kill kids in horror movies.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to, you know, like I, sometimes a horror movie just needs a little bit more bite. Yeah. And if you're going to put your kids, if you're going to put kids in a movie, that's how you, you, that's how you know you're not playing around.
1: It immediately lets you know you are not safe, or no one is safe if they kill kids mm-hmm. in the
0: movie. Steven Spielberg did it.
1: Steven Spielberg. I don't remember the director's name, but there's a movie called Feast. They they really did it in that movie. Oh yeah! In front of his mom and everything. Just.
0: <laughs> oh, and um, I think Final Destination Two. They killed the yes. kid. Yeah. Ooh. And they do it glorious, gloriously. Yeah, that was...
1: Jaws, though, I will say, very effective. Yeah. flailing arms, blood. The fountain. The fountain
0: of blood, like.
1: (laughs) So effective. Oh, my God.
0: I used to get into little debates with my film professor at MSU, because my favorite movie is Jurassic Park, and he'd like to challenge me on that. Well, he'd like to... well he's be we were friends so he'd just like to you know <laughs> give me shit but um he would always be like he he'd give me shit but um one of his big things like well they had the kids in the movie and nothing ever happens to a kid they put get put in so much peril yet nothing happens so why should i care and hmm. for a little bit i was like damn he's right and then I was taking a class with him and it was a Hitchcock class. And he was showing how, because Hitchcock did something in one film, there was like a meta context for the next films where, Mm -hmm. because he did it in that one, why can't he do it in this one? And it's like, and that made sense to me. So I brought up like, well, he killed the kid in Jaws. So did he really need to kill the kid in Jurassic Park? (laughs) Right. And also... (laughs) You still question whether they're going to
1: survive. I think he's brilliant at just setting yeah. it up. Like these are characters who normally would survive, but I don't know in his movies if they're going to live or not.
0: Right, right. And I don't, and I haven't, f- and I don't feel that way towards a lot of movies that often anymore. Not necessarily movies made today, but I just mean movies in general, whether I'm watching from the '50s or from today. But the blob, the blob, I, that kept me on my toes. Those were no punches. Yes. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a great remake. I think it's much better than the original.
1: It is. Um, is. I'm sure there are people who disagree, but I just, so I saw the remake obviously first. And I think that might've, I might've done myself a disservice because you just can't go backwards and watch the remake. It is hard to do that. After the remake, because you just got so much, so much goodness in the remake to then just go to the little fruit roll up that's rolling around. It's just really <laughs> difficult to do.
0: In some instances, it's a nice big play of Jell-O. <laughs> <laughs> yes. in Soviet Russia, Jell-O eat you. <laughs> <laughs> uh what did
1: you think about them changing it from an alien to like an experiment that like the american government messed around with and shot up in space to see what would happen and it, because as a kid i wasn't yeah. paying attention to it. i just thought it was an alien because just because it came from the sky
0: <laughs> that that seems like a kid like the perfect kid logic oh uh, like they try to trick you like what yeah i thought that's how you make a perfect remake because if they just made it an alien, then it's a cash cow, right? Right. But by making this like a conspiracy thriller, they weren't making those kind of movies in the 50s. No. You know? And the blob is part of that wave of like in the 70s and 80s of like the best remakes ever made. And they're all from like the same kind of movies. So I'm thinking like The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, John Carpenter's The Thing, The The Fly. Yeah. Like these amazing remakes from varying degrees of 19, but iconic 1950s films. I do think the original The Thing from the Outer Space is a good movie. Right. Or The Thing from Another World. I mean, I haven't watched the original The Fly in forever. And I don't know if I've... I don't know if I've seen the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm not sure that I have. I actually but, enjoyed that. Not yeah, more,
1: but I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> oh, and then um, I'm gonna lump in War of the Worlds. Like that's a good mm. '50s '50s sci-fi horror movie. I think the Spielberg version's much better, but Spielberg's my favorite. I'm yeah. very biased. And I saw that movie in theaters in 2005 when I was 10 years old, and it changed me.
1: It was tense. I was like, I would definitely not survive this shit. All this yeah. running around.
0: My mom took me to see it. We need to give her trophies for allowing <laughs> you to watch these yes. <laughs> My mom took me to see it, and she told me it was just going to be an intense ET. And and in all, yeah, in all fairness, that was not a lie. <laughs> oh, my God. Who have to revisit but, that? Oh, I love. I watched that movie at least once a year clearly it's it, it uh did wonders for me <laughs> yeah. what
1: i appreciate about That's... you is you love sci-fi and sci-fi horror and you understand that they could blend they could be a part of the same world it doesn't need oh, to be yeah. one or the other and there are some people who feel like you need to separate them
0: Do you remember that whole Twitter fiasco a couple months ago, or maybe it was a year ago, where that one lady was like, Well, Alien's not a horror movie because it takes place in space. (laughs) (laughs) I just there's
1: so many like horror elements in that movie for to not excuse the car. For it to not be considered a horror movie. I was fucking, first of all, that's I prefer that over Aliens, even though Aliens is fucking amazing. But I prefer Aliens just because, to me, it is terrifying. The way it blends in with everything. Oh, yeah. How quickly it fucking grows. The the (laughs) thought process behind how they're birthed. Like, who the fuck thinks of these things? It is amazing. (laughs) And I would be terrified in that situation. So how is this
0: not a horror movie? Yes, it's science fiction. But it's also horror. I mean, if something staring me in the face with not just one, but two fucking mouths full of teeth. I think that's safe to say that is some nightmare fuel. Like, yes, I challenge her to play alien isolation. I challenge yeah. her to play that game and not be scared. Did she not watch Bravo's 100 scariest movie moments and did <laughs> not see alien at number two? Oh, wow. it Was that high? Oh, wow, Chessburster was number two. I, that came out in the wonderful when i was like nine or ten <laughs> and i remember watching watching that that special fucked me up but um, uh... <laughs> yeah i'm sure you saw a lot of <laughs> a lot but i uh i'll try and find it on youtube every once in a while and just rewatch it yes i love it like, right the
1: chiller used to do those as well mm little heart and then they would do like little oh these are the i don't know creepiest children top 13 here but the bravo one that gave me some movies i hadn't seen before and it was like a whole event it was like what five episodes or something like that yeah it's
0: like an all-day thing like five up five hours of stuff and they would play it like on halloween perfect date (laughs) just watch
1: the whole document or the. oh yeah
0: oh yeah but i like aliens number two like if I remember correctly, the top three is Jaws, Alien, and The Exorcist. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people are trying to say Alien is not a horror movie. And Jaws? Because I've seen some people say Jaws isn't a horror And I'm like, in what world? In 2004, Bravo knew the truth. They, they knew
1: Jaws and Alien were horror movies. I need them to revisit this. I need them to go on YouTube and watch this special. I, I mean, as someone who's terrified of water in general, Jaws... Yeah. Just, that's a lot for me to watch even now. Just the perspective of the shark, the thought, oh my fucking, this ship sinking at the end of that fucking movie. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Even when it's done, I'm like, and now we have to swim back to shore. I can't even do this part, even though the shark is dead. I can't even (laughs) swim back to shore. I'm terrified to even do that. There's blood everywhere. There's going to
0: be more sharks. I can't. I can't. It was just fucking terrifying. I never thought how the ending should be a little different. Like they just yeah. went back all okie dokie. But you are right. There is blood in the water. We watch bodies. It was raining yes. men. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Just all of that movie. Just it's, it's too much, <laughs> too much for me. And it's like there are some people I know that say, like, well, I think it's a thriller and it's like, Okay. Sure.
1: It has but that
0: doesn't mean it's not horror. Exactly. And also we all know thrillers just diet horror. Like, who we fool in. Yeah. I brought up Ghost to Bobby the other day. Because I like, can we
1: consider Molly and Otome final girls in this? Because I mean, it's, it's a thriller drama, but there's like death and I don't know what the fuck those things were, demons, ghouls, whatever. Yeah. So it's like has horror shit in there and he, never mind i'm not gonna get into it <laughs> <laughs> but genres blend together all the time action comedies yeah. fucking like it's just yeah it's not set in stone these rules
0: exactly so but yeah to your point i love the relationship of science fiction and horror i think they blend together so well and and i think and i will bring it back to the blob at some point but i think the reason why science fiction and horror blends so well is because of frankenstein. Mm, okay, i'm with you. Like that's one of the earliest horror films and it's one of the earliest science fiction films and it's both. That makes perfect sense actually. Yeah. Perfect it, sense. Then, as well. Okay. Yes. They had, <laughs> they no, all yeah, those classic people. And like there's a through line from frankenstein to a bunch of different horror and science fiction movies and sci-fi horror movies like jurassic park's an obvious one obviously mad scientist bringing back creatures from the dead who go and kill people um another obvious one's reanimator yes okay um, I think there's elements of Frankenstein in the fly, not necessarily bringing back something from the dead, but a mad scientist. Mad
1: scientist, that obsession. Yeah. To even yourself. Holy shit. It's like
0: Exactly. And like, there's a lot of, I think, ex machina kind of plays in mm-hmm. that world a little bit oscar isaac's character and that's definitely kind of a victor frankenstein but he he's suave and he he does his little dancey dance and uh but yeah and then the blob actually has some of that elements because it's like uh and the blob kind of has like elements of that because it's like a government experiment gone wrong
1: yes absolutely and i mean in all those movies A lot of those movies, there was like environmental discussions going on. So it's, you know, we're doing experimentation. So you have them with those big ass ants. And, you know, it's, we just need to learn to stop fucking with this because I feel like we're going down a very, very dark path here. We Um, need more creature features. We do. It's not really respected as much. I think slashers and supernatural kind of are the bread and butter of the franchise other yeah. genre but creature features are amazing sci-fi horror is amazing and to me it's a little more steep in reality than a lot of the things we're watching
0: Exact, and like with creature features there's usually a strong nature like let's stop fucking with it messaging yes towards it and i think more people need to like you know Watch that shit. Not necessarily not necessarily the average Joe where it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't um, throw away my bottles and I should recycle (laughs) them instead. Well, yeah, you should. But also, you're not the problem, right? (laughs) It's the fucking oil corporations that Hmm. are polluting the oceans and melting the ice caps like the average person um, who takes a, a longer than usual shower that's he's not the they're not the issue
1: <laughs> no it's it's the people trying to make breakthroughs and miracles that tend to which on one hand i could see why <laughs> but on the other hand it could lead in a very difficult uh, direction you mentioned the ice cap so i thought the ending of the original was in would be like an interesting little aspect to go with because mm-hmm. at the end um the main character mentions as long as you know the the fucking arctic stays frozen we're fine so i thought there would be an interesting global warming aspect they could go into if this were more current because if yeah. it is melting then the fucking blob would get
0: out at some point that's probably how they should have ended the 88 version yeah because i think we knew about global warming then mm-hmm. but also, that was the 80s, so if I we didn't know about it... I think it, people
1: knew about it, but I don't think that's
0: something people really gave a shit about. I'm, I, and you can argue they still don't, but there's but, a lot more people who do, and there's more evidence towards... Yes. Yeah. But like, no, I think a Blob remake now would... There's a lot of things you can do with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Blending, yeah. practical, and CGI would be great, Now that's now, I don't know how in my head I was like, okay, put Blob in New York City. Put, I want to see, I want to see it (laughs) somewhere with just a huge population of people where it would just be absolute fucking chaos. I love the small town aspect, but give me a lot of people. Throw, just make it impossible to survive the situation. Show me the blob on the bridge.
0: New Blob City. (laughs) (laughs) Or if it was in Boston, it'd be Blobston. (laughs) Blobston. Blobston Tea Party. Okay. Or if it was Pittsburgh, it'd be uh, Blobsburg.
1: Blobsburg. That doesn't have the same ring.
0: No, it doesn't. (laughs) What about
1: Blobsadelphia? That actually kind of flows. I kind of like that one.
0: Right? Okay. I got to move on before I just think of more. (laughs) We just go down. Yeah. (laughs) Love Cago.
1: No, that's horrible. I was going to say Blob Miami. That does not sound good
0: at all. <laughs> blob Miami. Blob <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> and then
1: they're split up. So there's 50 different ones. So each state has their own Blob. Cincinnati. Blo- <laughs> that one's good. <laughs> that could be a show. Blob
0: Cincinnati. What if the Blob just ate Ohio?
1: Hmm. I think if it were that big, we'd be fucked if, if it ate Ohio.
0: But, bro, it ate Ohio. There
1: are horror conventions there. They could not. No, we need to pick another place. Um,
0: I go to those horror conventions. Iowa. I go to
1: Horror Hound. Sorry for anyone in Iowa. I don't know. Let it eat
0: Iowa. Is there anyone in Iowa? What's in Iowa? I'm sure there are people there. Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know. there. There's like two big universities in Iowa so i apologize i don't think to you i don't all. think they have any horror conventions so mm. well
1: then there we go eat ohio oh my god <laughs>
0: iowa see i <laughs> spoken like a true michigander <sighs> and i don't even think you're a michigander <laughs> <laughs> i've actually never been to michigan now that i think about it well, we have a rivalry with Ohio, which is why I'm I'm talking oh, shit. Oh, I picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> All my Ohio friends know I love them. At least okay, I you hope said they know. Eating Ohio.
1: So one of the scientists did say because one of them didn't agree with like I guess trying to just isolate it and study it because he was like I guess in a few weeks this could really be a problem just for humanity in general.
0: Oh yeah yeah.
1: So because I was thinking, like, how long would it take for it to really take over? And then everybody who survived, you'd have to move to like really frigid fucking areas to even be away from this. You know, I I wouldn't be that'd be a lot.
0: I don't like the cold. So between that and the blob. Ugh. Yeah, I'm in Michigan, so we get pretty cold winters. Pretty is an understatement I think, <laughs> from what I've seen. I probably, I'm probably used to it. I hate it though. I want to live where it, it's always sunny. That would be,
1: see, but I like the cool, I do like the cool. I just don't like it. Give me a good 30 to 50 something. I could tolerate that without mm-hmm. snow. I can tolerate it. But anything I... below that, because I'm from New York, so it gets cold, mm. but it not uh, Midwest cold.
0: <laughs> no, we get We get. It's Midwest is weird because we'll get super hot in the summer. Like it was 90 in the 90s last week. Mm-hmm. But then like also just a couple months ago, it was below freezing. That's insane. Like how do so... you prepare for that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was 90s. Well, I guess as long as it's not the very next day. But... Yeah, that's
0: but I've seen it be like 31 days, 70 the next. Oh, that sounds great
1: for me. <laughs> I-, I would love that.
0: It's not great when it's 70 one day and 30 the next. Yeah. Like that a sucks. Trip, yeah, exactly.
1: Only trip, you only pack fucking shorts and shit, and then it's 30 degrees the next day.
0: I've seen it's like we'd have a completely snowless December, but then we'll get snow in April. <laughs> That's crazy. I blame. I, blame the blob. I, I was about to say, I blame the blob, our Ohio.
1: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was interesting that, like, in the. Original, they drop the blob off in the Arctic, and then the thing takes place in the Arctic. So in my head, I was trying to concoct this whole fan fiction situation. Where they versus meet. a blob. Yes, and they they have a, a showdown, and I I don't really know who would win in that because one kind of well, What if they the were friends?
0: Mm. What if they knew each other? <laughs> they knew each
1: other. They're lovers. The yes. And the blob. Blobber and
0: <laughs> Thingly. <laughs> Yes, they
1: okay. This is the <laughs> sequel we need. We need. We need a sequel with them being enemies at first, and then they come enemies to, love to each lovers. Other. Yes, sci-fi oh, got horror
0: edition. Yeah. But but you do you see what I mean when I say I will just say shit? Yes. And I think so, Mikey. my might meet Blobber. I think that's my new thing.
1: <laughs> and they both stroll up to the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know where that came from, but I'm so proud of it. Hashtag Blobber. Hashtag Blobert 2024. Yes. And then they
1: have a child, <gasps> which would be a problem like to be able to do both of those fucking things. That blob they can thing. Do,
0: That's not one of my better names. I'll admit
1: we will work on that. I think we need to. I don't know who we would pitch that to, but we will work everybody. On
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> need some work. But I like where we're starting. I like where we're headed.
1: OK, yeah, I mean, they like little bat. I mean, Freddie versus Jason, I think yeah, Alien versus Predator consider it.
0: No, I mean, why not?
1: Yeah. Who's not going to watch that?
0: Exactly. We'll we'll just throw Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it or something. Oh, god, <laughs> only if he can die. That is the only way I'm accepting that. He wouldn't he put it in his claws that he can't lose a fight or something like that. So um, well, we're overplay- cheating, I think. I think so, but we'll replace him with Jack Black. You know what? I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that too.
1: I, you know what? Yeah, he can do. He can do way many different styles of acting. So actually, that could work.
0: That was an, actually not like a a joke suggestion. That was like a like I think Jack Black's a phenomenal actor.
1: <laughs> Comedy, drama. I mean, he's already kind of s- stepped into. I don't know if you would call king kong sci-fi i guess it is, it is oh sci-fi. it's sci-fi it's
0: definitely sci-fi so he's with horror elements. elements
1: see yes so he's he's versed in it a bit so I he was in i still know what
0: you did last summer oh shit that's right <laughs> <laughs> he's a scream king he oh my god all right so the blah versus a thing we need we need jack black yes we need kurt russell Ooh, okay. I would bring him back. I don't know how, but I would want to bring him back. Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith. We have
1: Keith David randomly popping up, walking yes. from the other end of the Arctic, just randomly walking up. Um, who else?
0: We can have Stephen Yen. Again.
1: The Dylan brother. Him.
0: Oh, Kevin Dylan.
1: Kevin Dylan.
0: I'm nominating Stephen Yen. Okay. I just like him. So do I. <laughs> bring him in there. All right, so the cast, yeah, the cast: Jack Black, Kurt Russell, Keith David, Shawnee Smith, Kevin Dillon, Stephen Yen. This is looking like a that's a, great a good cast. cast. That's a good cast so far. I'm trying to think of like, well, we'll cast the rest of it depending on who we yeah, it's need. It's going to be a
1: high body count because I saw in this movie there was like 20 people who died or something like.
0: That. <laughs> oh yeah, there was there was a lot of people, and especially if if we somehow put it in New York or ohio yes well all you need is a little piece so
1: it's not that hard to get the blob anywhere which i was also a little upset by because i was like this is a good setup for a sequel actually already because he's apparently nuts and wants to release this thing (laughs) so i would have bought okay he releases it and then it just continues on its rampage
0: what if now this would the thing that makes John Carpenter's a thing so great is the endings ambiguous, yes, so if we have Kurt Russell and Keith David, we are flat out saying what happened and kind of ruining it, okay, mm. but you know what dollar dollar bills we want to get paid, so i we know that, but they don't know that the characters <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so what if we so what if like Keith David is the thing? I'd be and okay he does with, make I'd it back okay with he does of the make it things. back yeah what if they're both a
1: thing I think that was, would that throw people off it might which I'm okay with
0: are neither of them were the thing <laughs> they just
1: been living there
0: yes just drinking it's and just staring <laughs> the fake out because
1: we're going to assume at least one of them is the thing so if neither of them are the thing then that would fake everybody out that's a good idea
0: one of them kills the other because they think and but they never changed back it's like damn
1: that's probably what happened at the end of that
0: other movie <laughs> but now we get to see it <laughs> yes
1: they were very calm at the end of that i was like i don't think i'd be this calm if it's just us two and i don't know if you are this thing or not
0: well i'd probably be tired so i'd be calm tired cold true yeah
1: like, do you give up? I wave the white flag. Okay, like, what? yeah, do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Let me die in peace.
0: If you're not going to drink all that, you might as well share.
1: <laughs> Imagine that's what killed it, like alcohol.
0: <laughs> College campuses become a safe haven because of the fr- the, the fraternity parties. <laughs> I, we are great creating some great, great ideas, I have to say. I know. The Blob versus Wait, is it The Thing versus The Blob or The Blob versus The Thing? I think
1: The Blob versus The Thing sounds better. Okay. Yeah, it sounds a little better.
0: The Blob versus The Thing and then immediate sequel Son of Blobber. Yes. Starring Pedro Pascal and Asa <laughs> Gonzalez.
1: <laughs> That's the natural progression. He should be the next actor in in the in the franchise because it has to be a franchise at this point.
0: Mhm. And then we might as well cross over with all the other great sci-fi horror. Like I know Predator is doing great with you know prey, and they want to lean into that direction. No, Predator has to fight the blob thing or son of the blob. That's
1: because their whole thing is trying to, uh, well, hunting basically. Yeah, and challenging the themselves. most dangerous creatures. The blob can't really be killed as far as we know, so that would be a challenge for it. Because don't right. think. Explosives don't really do anything to it. Fire doesn't. I mean, I had. Oh, wait. Alien versus Predator. They were in the Arctic. OK, but assuming they're not in the Arctic, maybe he doesn't know that freezing it does something to it.
0: I would watch that. Right. Too. And maybe like the Predator Well, can't canonically Predators prefer hotter climates as well. hmm. Maybe like the Predator has to figure out and needs to di- get like a freeze gun or a freeze ray or something.
1: The Predator and Mr. Freeze versus the blob. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It writes itself.
0: Yeah, it's a lethal weapon type of movie, and we add the blob in it. And then for the final installment, the one who brings all these monsters to justice, the ultimate sci-fi hero, Robocop. (laughs) And I would honestly watch all of these, not caring how
1: good or bad they are. I would watch all of them.
0: Well, I watched the I watched RoboCop uh, over the weekend. That holds up. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It it holds. It's funny. It's violent. It's violent. I thought I thought it was great. Um, rewatching it, I know they had like a remake in 2014, but it was so safe and not RoboCop. I didn't see that. Uh, you don't need to i do think i do think there's a great robocop remake waiting to be made i don't think it will ever be made because robocop is such an anti-corporate anti-capitalist anti-fascist movie (laughs) maybe it's just not the time maybe 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 one day but amazon owns mgm who owns robocop amazon's not gonna let a true RoboCop remake happen, <laughs> but yeah, RoboCop versus the Predator versus the Blob versus the Thing meets the Goonies. Royal rumble. <laughs> it writes itself. Could we do a,
1: a, a, just a direct sequel of Goonies with them just as a I don't know what the hell's adventure they would be going on, but uh, <laughs> I, now I want to see that.
0: What if what if they go the Goonies to To happen in the catacombs where the descent takes place. Oh,
1: they are so dead. They can't be quiet (laughs) for They are so dead.
0: That's like one of the most unhinged mashups my brain has thought of. Immediately gone. All of them in the
1: first scene. Yeah. It's a short film. No. It's a five.
0: No, Data was loud too. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I love it though. Do you have a favorite kill from the blob? Favorite kill? My? Okay.
1: Mm, ooh. It comes down to, Actually, there's it's between two. Mm-hmm. So I like the diner scene where the guy is trying to unclog the sink and then he puts his hand in, he pulls something out and it's like slimy. And then the blob comes out of the drain, well, part of it, snatches him by the face and then drags his whole head into the drain <laughs> of the sink. And then... When the waitress comes in you just see his like fucking foot and shit like <laughs> waving out of the trick like that's how strong this thing is the kid dragged him into it yeah that was amazing and then the other scene where this guy he's trying to get uh he's trying to have sex with this girl by very yeah like, fucked up methods and she is very quietly taken out by the blob he goes in he's like doing inappropriate touching and then all of a sudden, fucking tentacles wrap around his hand. Her face is like, uh, uh, it almost looks like she has a mask on. Yeah. And a blob, it just, it just devours him. I love both of those kills.
0: I think those are great. I wholeheartedly agree. I think my favorite is Paul the quarterback, because just how shocking yes. that was. Yes. And then I like in the movie theater scene where Amanda from Saw is trying to like save some guy and she like flips him over and he's half disintegrated. Yes. Yes. And I thought, I thought it was her brother's friend, Eddie at first. I thought it was him. I'm like, Oh no, not Eddie. And then they move on. And then he gets saved. I'm like, Oh cool. The kids are safe for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Um, She tried. I mean, she did try <laughs> and she was kicking at Uh. When she has the the um I think the gun and she's mm-hmm. shooting at the blob later in the movie, I forget what she says, but she is that's final girl energy. Yes, yes, she is a very underrated final girl, and I don't give a fuck.
1: Sci-fi car has final girls. To mm-hmm. me, she's like like a many, mini, mini Ripley. She's not in the same exact situation, but if put in that, I believe she probably would be have that same level. She's like, Ripley in high school. Tenacity. Yes. High school Ripley. High school, high school Ripley. She knows how to use explosives, apparently. She was uh, had critical thinking. She knew if I put the explosive with the liquid nitrogen, this will somehow affect the fucking blob. I do love the hilarious moment where she trips and is stuck on, on the truck right after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, something had to go wrong. It just had to.
0: Also, you mentioned sci-fi horror can have final girls. Absolutely. Ripley is top three final girl. Like, who's saying sci-fi horror can't?
1: She's so fucking smart. She can take charge. She's brave. Mm -hmm. Incredibly brave, because Newt would have been left if it were me. I'm sorry. Yeah, Newt wouldn't have been found if it was me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay, you, we try. Listen, we were trying to get out of here. You fell down this little slit, this little slot. I'm so sorry. You can survive. You survived before. We were oh, mostly wait. trying.
0: Yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love new, but I agree. Ripley is much stronger than I. Very,
1: and then the fucking third one. Even though I feel like people don't like that one, great in that as well. I yeah. just. <laughs> Top tier Final Girl, actually Ripley. You want to call a thing a thing.
0: If you had to say who the top three Final Girls of all time were, I would say Ripley is in that top three.
1: I could agree with that. I'm not going to... (laughs) I don't want to upset the screen people, so I'm not... (laughs) I I have my favorites. I could say Ripley's definitely in there. I'm not going to choose Alice from Nightmare on Elm Street, even though that is my favorite Final Girl. I'm going to leave her out of this. That's actually a... Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> Alan Ripley, Laurie Strode, because I feel like she's the blueprint, and of course with H2O that solidified it for me. Mm-hmm. I know everyone loves Sydney, but I cannot put her in that top three. Why not? I ooh, this is gonna. Open. I I okay. So I was talking to someone who loves Love Scream, and I like Scream a lot too. Mm-hmm. But there's some aspects I just I feel like she gets her friends killed. I feel like. The, the ghost face is tired out by the time he gets to her at the end of the movie. Even though she's a good fighter, she can tussle with the best of them, which I do appreciate. Like the fight with her and Rome was amazing. I love that fight in, at the end of three. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought about it. I was like, but she. So if they're not trying to actually kill her in the beginning of the movie, does it really count as her like being a badass early on? Until like I get the final act when they're actually yeah. trying to fucking kill her. But in the beginning when they're just playing around with her, I'm like, I don't know if I count that as like her actually being able to do anything. I, I'm a little biased. I
0: think that's probably- No, that's <laughs> fair. That That is a fair point. All I'm going to say is when it does get to that third act, I mean, you're right. Yes. They were playing with their food, but once it's like, it's go time, she's fighting off two. She's
1: ready. Yeah, It's
0: not just one person. I mean, to be fair, fighting against mikey my my is like impossible but like to fight off two slasher villains
1: oh yeah yeah like with her and mrs loomis yeah yeah to me at the end of two that's when i was like okay i see what other people are seeing in her but at the end of three i was like i get it i do completely get it she is a badass. I. I want I to think, give other final girls a chance.
0: Oh, I agree with that. I agree with giving other final girls a chance. I think if you're gonna rank the three greatest though, mm-hmm. I do think Walori Strode is number one, Ripley's number two. Mm. And if and I do think Sydney Prescott does take the three because I think those are the three final girls that the first two laid the foundations, and Sydney Prescott is the one that kind of revital i don't know if revitalize is the right word but when scream revitalized a slasher genre sydney revitalized the final girl it's in almost like
1: the stuff we didn't like like i don't i guess maybe some people like the damsel Mm -hmm. in the beginning so which is fine i think sydney just was not that so it kind of like right give her like extra credit but like um, more standing than I guess others. And the fact that she's been in so many, but I would argue like Gail's been in, well, technically more fucking screen movies, had chase yeah. scenes. She's fucking hilarious, has a great personality. If it, I feel like if we're putting Sydney in that, I could see Gail also being in it. That. That's fair. And that's the other thing. I've called Sydney an ensemble girl instead of final girl only because there's always so many survivors. And she's never been like the only woman left, which isn't always the case, I noticed. So that's why I've been calling her Ensemble Girl,
0: which is still a great, a great title. No, no, it's fine. No, I get it. I'm just thinking like when I think of the word great, I'm like, who has, who has the impact? Right. And it's like people could like Nancy, like Nancy Thompson. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsty from Hellraiser is one I think of a lot.
1: Bobby brings her up quite
0: a bit. Arnold Schwarzenegger and predator yeah that's the final girl okay prove me wrong <laughs> <laughs> but like no I think there's a lot of if we're talking about like favorites are best yeah. I think those are different conversations
1: right that's why but, I didn't put Alice in it because I'm like I know she's not yeah. the best one she's just my favorite one
0: but if I'm thinking if I'm saying the greatest then I'm thinking impact and I don't think Nancy Thompson or Kirsty have the impact that Sydney Prescott had.
1: Ooh, that's controversial. I will say I give like to give people a lot of shit with Sydney, but I do like her. But don't I will not admit. I mean, that. I like all
0: I like all these characters <laughs> I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not trying to disrespect any. I'm just saying, I think I think if you talk to the average person, more of them are going to know who Sydney Prescott is. Than
1: the thing they are. Then Nancy I Thompson. equate yeah. that to like people wearing Yankee fitteds, and because anybody could wear a Yankee hat because it's, they're yeah. so popular. If you're wearing a Mets hat, I'm assuming you actually are a Mets fan because right. most people are not wearing Mets hats.
0: Like, hold on a second, I gotta show you something if I can find it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so i just showed mike my sydney prescott sweater and i bring that up to show i got that a hot topic I, you know okay. that's mainstream like yeah <laughs> it is. that's impact maybe
1: oh my god maybe i'm one of those people that tries to dislike her because so many people like her maybe that's mm. what it is
0: revelation and you know what and you know what that's fair
1: yeah. but Meg is great she's she's, yeah. she's definitely appreciated in the genre or should be appreciated in the genre I
0: well, think Shoni am...
1: Smith in general should I think she's actually really good I'm joining like the this. fan
0: club I'm joining the Meg fan club yes I don't know. where's Meg at we need to know where Meg is uh, we'll find out in the blah versus the thing we will
1: but she better not die like Vivica Fox in an Independence Day uh, sequel I don't want that they did that? Oh, I assumed you saw that, the, forget I said anything.
0: Why would you assume anyone saw the Independence Day sequel? I assumed
1: you saw, I well, first of all, I assumed everybody <laughs> saw the sequel.
0: <laughs> I worked at a movie theater when that film came out. When I say nobody saw it. Wow, it's
1: actually, it's not, funny is not the right word, but it was on top of a building. And I just thought it was funny, just thinking about the first movie, which she didn't want her friend to be on the building, yeah, and trying to you know take me, take me with you and all that shit. So I just thought that was funny, but um, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it's not death like that.
0: Well, if we're writing it, it won't be.
1: You know, no, it will not.
0: So, <laughs> as long as Blobber is in our hands, it will be in safe hands.
1: If we build it, it will come.
0: <laughs> I love it. So it is that time of the show where I ask you if you found yourself face to face with the blob, better known as Blopper. Would you die face to face? Let's
1: just say no weapons, because really, what fucking weapon do
0: I randomly have with me?
1: What if, I think well, I might die, honestly, if it, because the only hmm. thing that can really help me is I if okay. Let's pretend I didn't see the blob and the blob just happens to show up. I'm not gonna fucking think, let me get the fire extinguisher to help me with this thing. I might think, okay, maybe a gun, which is actually stupid, but I would be dead. Yeah, actually, I don't need to question it. I would absolutely be dead, unless I jump out of this window. And even then, I don't know what it's capable of, because it can move pretty fast from what I saw in the 88 version.
0: And it'll just hop through the window and land right on top of you. It, oh
1: God. (laughs) It'll be like, Jello. I I don't know, I'm wondering if that's worse it's <laughs> flinging a tentacle and like grabbing you and slowly like devouring you. Yeah, it, might be, it may be better just to land on top of me.
0: Well, for me, I would die. I would be in the movie theater. The blob is going to come in through the projector as it do. I'll be safe at first because I'll be uh, in the middle and then people are going to be like, run, it's the blob. Blobber's going to get us. And then they're going to be running and they're going to be like, Austin, run. And I'm going to be like, Nah, man, I'm watching Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I will be seated, and the Blob's <laughs> gonna wait patiently for me to finish the film. The Blob is gonna watch the film with me because Blobbert's a real homie. Yeah, and knows how long I've been waiting to see this movie. And then the credits are gonna roll, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? You were a bro. I'll be a bro too. Take me, and then I'd get eaten by the Blob. I'm
1: just picturing it like waiting and like tapping its hands <laughs> it's like, on, on like a chair might, in the theater.
0: It might like the it might like the movie.
1: It might you listen. It was actually kind of smart. So I don't we don't know what it's
0: yeah. capable of. Exactly. Blobbert versus Thingathy. <laughs> we will work on the other name, but Blobbert is
1: sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Blobbert is
0: sticking. <laughs>
1: a tagline too. we got to think of a tagline when we do this
0: oh i don't think we can reuse the indestructible creature bloated with the blood of its victims we're
1: we're gonna switch indestructible with invulnerable or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) one more thing before i let you do your social media tagaroonies. i just have to say about the 50s version i forgot to mention it What bugged me about the 50s version, and it was a fine movie, like, I'm not trying to throw shade at it because it's like Steve McQueen. Mm -hmm. Very cool special effects. I mean, for the 50s, like, to accomplish what they accomplished at that time, it, it is pretty incredible feat. That being said, it cracked me up that Steve McQueen and the girl he's with went through all that trouble to save that guy in the drugstore and his dog. The guy's not there. They find the dog. She picks up the dog. The blob comes in. She drops the dog and they run into the freezer without the dog and let the dog get I'm like, you went through the whole trouble of saving the dog and couldn't do that.
1: Couldn't actually. It's actually funny because dogs die in movies. is like one of the worst things for me (laughs) that and older people I can handle. So I was like, Is this not the thing where we don't kill dogs in
0: movies yet in the 50s? I don't remember. So for her to just drop it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I don't know if you've ever watched the original The Thing, but John Carpenter's The Thing, like it took its hatred of dogs from the original. And it's like, what is with The Thing hating dogs? So The Thing is the villain. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure as far as dog counts, the blob has a far less one mm-hmm. than the thing
1: yeah the thing how many were that because there were like what three or four in there
0: and i think it ate like two or three in the original
1: oh my god yeah that was <laughs> you know first of all i wish she slipped when she dropped that <laughs> dog and the dog got in the freezer <laughs> that's what i wish I had
0: yeah to. but why don't you just take the dog with you i mean and then maybe she's like, she was no, like no, it oh it's bait fling it and let me run to the freezer they've they did that in a movie <laughs> what they do that in oh snakes on a plane <gasps> oh that's right oh my god that lady's dog and, and then the she guy was
1: like beating the hell out of him <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and then the asshole died like two minutes later
1: <laughs> for what for what that's called karma Also, that little dog is not gonna satisfy their fucking hunger. So I don't know why you would think that's gonna do anything.
0: It was was so unnecessary and he got what he deserved.
1: He's burning in hell.
0: But yeah, we love we love creature features in this house. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of the 2023 modern masterpiece cocaine bear. Okay. Okay. That was a lot of fun. And We don't get fun creature, like fun, gory, goofy creature features like that. Mm -mm. And I think people
1: forget, even if it's just an animal, it's technically a creature feature.
0: Yeah, like that's that one's in the same vein as like Anaconda, Lake Placid, where they're a little cheesy, a little campy. Uh, Crawl is a great, a great one. I don't think Crawl has the same goofiness that Lake Placid oh, no. and I was in the Cocaine theater, Bear like,
1: have. Literally on the edge of my seat. I did first of all. Yeah, I thought it was just one. So they did a great job. Of oh yeah! That oh yeah! Crawl was a one. fantastic.
0: Film. Yeah. Cocaine Bear, I think, is more in line with like Lake Placid and Eight Legged Freaks and th- those yes. campy creature features mm-hmm. um, that I grew up loving and I still love. I think there is a lot of camp in Cocaine Bear. And now I kind of just want to put on Cocaine Bear. (laughs) That that would be a fun double feature, Cocaine Bear and the blob. It would be. I could see
1: that. I don't know if the blob is funny, but I could could see that being a double feature. I
0: think there's kind of a dark humor to it. I don't think it's campy in the same way, but there is a goofiness to it that works really, really well. It is kind of like we're running from
1: what are we running from again just some fucking yeah. jello thing running around like try to explaining that to somebody first of all warning them like oh yeah i saw something eat paul at the hospital it looked like jello and it's coming for us
0: and and like the way it treats its characters it's like like i said earlier you think paul is gonna be the main character and he gets uh blobbed right away yep I think the Blob is playing with the audience. Like the Blob knows the audience is smart and the audience knows these type of movies. So it's playing with us. I think there's a playfulness to the Blob. And I think there's a playfulness to Cocaine Bear. Oh, absolutely. Because Cocaine Bear has a lot of funny jokes and moments, but the scary stuff is pretty brutal.
1: You know, I just learned bears are dangerous to us maybe a decade ago. I I have this horrible thing where like, like Hungry Hungry Hippos, I'm thinking, oh, they're just these fun creatures and all this. All this. So like the steam Bears, in my head, that means they're not like vicious to humans. So it always takes me <laughs> watching something online of like videos of animals actually attacking us for me to be like, oh no, they're not um, cuddly. They, I mean, they may be cuddly, but not anything I would go near. I
0: once saw a meme saying like, if bears were dangerous, if bears were dangerous, why would God give them su- such floofy, fluffy ears?
1: <laughs> and I understand
0: that. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I completely I get that. understand that. <laughs> oh, I love it. On that note, where can the peeps find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at thackeraybinks86. Uh, if you need to know how to spell it, I cannot think off the top of my head right now, but you can find <laughs> it on Hocus Pocus and you will be able to see the spelling, Zachary <laughs> Binks. And you can find me and Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S, on peopleunderthescares.com. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dot com, dot org, C O U uh, K. It's People Under the Scares podcast where you can uh, listen to all of our episodes on podcasting platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And Scream Kings will be coming back in the fall. We're starting to record soon. So that's me, Bobby Torres, Marco Estes, and Tamon Kane. And that's just four of us being really shady. We're going to have a Final Girls episode. You've given me things to think about, but that is going to be a shady-ass episode. (laughs) We are going to be arguing about Final Girls. It's going to be so much fun. You can find that on YouTube, Scream Kings with the Z at the end.
0: I love it. And I'll play I'll put links also in the show notes. Okay,
1: but I want to thank you for inviting me on. I had a lot of fun. I've been excited for this for a
0: while. (laughs) So I had had so much fun. I'm so glad we got to. the. It's been a long time coming. So and then I look forward to much more, uh, much more collaborations with you, me, and I guess, Bobby, I guess, I guess so. he's yeah, you can throw him in there. <laughs> I love Bobby, too. <laughs> so thank you so much. This has been a blast. Thank you, Blobbert forever. Blobbert. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Mike for joining me today and introducing me to the glorious masterpiece that is the blob. We had so much fun on this. Definitely had a good time. I definitely have to have Mike on the show again. Maybe I should bring Mike and Bobby on at the same time. That would be amazing. Let me know what you guys think of that idea. And, you know, don't forget to like this podcast, share this podcast, subscribe, comment, all that fun, um, pleasing the algorithm God stuff, because every... Every little bit of interaction helps so much to grow this podcast and have other horror spooky peeps listen to. So that's fun. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use the promo code. Would you die show for 20% off your entire order? All that info is in the show notes, so be sure to check those out, especially if you want some sweet Fangoria merch. Another reminder, if you like my show and want even more Would You Die Goodness, feel free to sign up for my Patreon. Link for that is also in the show notes. Don't forget, we are in the middle of our Spider Short Film Indiegogo campaign. Well, no, we're not really in the middle. We're 10 days... 10 days, uh... Out, So we're in the we're in the home stretch, guys. It would mean the world to me if you checked out the page, contributed and share shared this page with everyone, you know, check out the show notes for the link to the campaign on this segment of I Know What You Watched last week, in which I tell you about the horror films I watched last week, I watched Insidious the Red Door, Megan, Jigsaw, The Hills Have Eyes, The Evil Dead and The Evil Dead, Two. So the big new release is definitely Insidious The Red Door. I'm a big Insidious fan, so I was really, really excited for this. Patrick Wilson making his directorial debut. That's going to be a good time. And I got to say, it reminds me a little bit of Insidious Chapter 3, a fun, serviceable horror flick with good scares and likable characters. It just misses the magic in the camp of the first two films. Patrick Wilson and Ty Simpkins are really good, and I'll always welcome the return of Darth Maul. That will always be a nice treat. I wish this film leaned more into the weirder and the campier side, like Chapter 2 did, but Patrick Wilson definitely learned how to craft a good scare from working with the master of horror, James Wan, for so long. This isn't my favorite movie in the world. It's definitely not my favorite in the franchise, but I think it's a solid debut at least from a directing standpoint. And I'm very excited to see what Patrick Wilson has next. I'm hoping he himself becomes a master of horror. Megan's great. I've seen Megan before. Not going to spend too much time on that. Jigsaw, I actually accidentally skipped when I did the Saw episode and watched all the Saw movies for the first time last year. It was fine. Like my opinion of it's the same of... A lot of the Saw movies, I'm so bored in the first two acts, despite gnarly kills here and there. But the ending twist, the ending twist always uh, excites me. I, I, I dig those ending twists. Just like a lot of the later Saw movies, I have to get through the film to get to that point. That's not always a good thing. I watched The Hills Have Eyes for the first time. I like I thought I've seen The Hills Have Eyes and then I watched it and I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen this. So, oops. The Hills have, and I'm talking about the 1977 original. It's raw and visceral. Wes Craven delivers the dark and sobering tale of revenge while never glorifying nor shying away from the violence. It is incredibly upsetting and violent. I do appreciate the fact that it's not making fun of the terror it's inflicting. Also, Beast, he's the MVP. And finally, I watched *The Evil Dead* and *The Evil Dead 2*. You know, I love these movies. Bruce Campbell, love it. Sam Raimi, love it. I just think those films are groovy. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at *Would You Die?* Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at *Would You Die Podcast*. But that's mostly sit posts of gizmo dancing to random music. I find. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week is an interesting one. I actually don't know how to describe it. You'll just have to tune in. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.